Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our value customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Welcome back, everybody, to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Zach Ryan. I'm Griffin Coldiron. Oh, I hated that voice. I hated that voice. Oh, God. Okay, do you just want to do a normal intro, Griffin? Let's do it. Let's. I mean, that's the bit, but let's also do a normal intro right now. Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm Griffin, and this is my normal human speaking voice, and not whatever the, the way fuck that was. Our 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 regular gob sound when we say words. Yeah, man, I'm normally a bit more proud of the voices that I do for funsies. Like I'm, like I'm not a pro by any means, but I feel like I can do character voices pretty well at this point. That was something horrible, and I'm afraid yeah, was... for I'm afraid to hear it in whenever I edit this. Hey, Ugh. I was digging it. I thought it was great. It was too much, I think. It was like, I was trying to lean into that, like, uh, just the shock jock radio host, um, vis-a-vis uh, Mordecai and the Beast, with all the, the beast. with all the wacky sound effects, like the, like, all the crazy soundboard effects, and I just, I feel like I leaned too far into it. Well, if What's-Her-Face from The Greatest Showman taught us anything... Yeah, that there's no such thing as ever enough because you know because of the song yep nope i'm there <laughs> yikes hey everybody <laughs> um if you haven't noticed one thing about uh our current state we have a lot more energy than we did last yeah time. we actually were planning on recording um the day before we're actually recording this i was gonna say yesterday but when they hear this it'll be like like a week ago recording schedules are weird the day the day we thought we were going to record, we were both just like, hey, I just woke up from we, a nap. We can't do this to them again. I, yeah, we can't do two Sleepy Boy episodes, Sleepy episodes. in a row. Um, but we're back, uh, renewed, full of vim and vigor. I'm not sure what vim is still to this day, but I'm full of it. Ving vam voom? What? I, I, you lost me. I, those were some sounds that I made. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, how, let's. How, how are you? How are you, my good friend Zach? I'm. I'm doing uh, all right. I had a, a hell of a day at the Children's Museum today. Let me tell you about it, Griffin. Please do. You see, um, not only did we have many, many school groups in, mm-hmm. also I believe all of not just St. Paul but some of the other t- uh, cities nearby mm-hmm. um, were also off today. Mm. So. With MLK Day on Monday, a lot of kids have a four-day weekend. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of kids in the museum because it was their day off, right. and we had a shit ton of school groups. And the thing about school groups is um, the children can act like fucking lemmings sometimes. <laughs> so a swarm of them come flying in. One girl, uh, a little background. There's one, mm-hmm. uh, well, you know about this, Griffin. There's one area in the museum where you're allowed to not have shoes on, just your socks. It's called the scramble. Yeah, the scramble. You know the gr- scramble. I, I've Everyone, been on the scramble. See the scramble. Had you watched our uh, documentary of Griffin's visit yeah. um, from the summer? I believe that was only uh, Patreon backer content. I think so. Maybe? It's out there somewhere. It's out there somewhere. Anyway, it's uh, it's the only place you cannot have your shoes on. Mm-hmm. And so one kid comes in, takes her shoes off, and runs out into the rest of the museum, okay. not to the scramble. Ooh. And so every other kid took that. As the example of, yes, this is what we're supposed to do. (laughs) And in unison, one resounding chorus of kids, like, no hand taking their shoes off (laughs) at the same time. And Zach goes, no, Faree's children, put your damn shoes back on. (laughs) As two dozen, four dozen, seven dozen shoes hit the floor. so... Many kids. It was so many of them. I was like, put your shoes back on. 
Unless you're going to the scramble. Ooh. I don't want to deal with this. It's been a while since I've heard Zach's teacher voice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I use it a lot, yep. especially when I'm working at the museum. My The middle schoolers that I occasionally direct for, my big thing is when they're, like, en masse acting up, I just shout, yo! Like, and they know if that's it, that's when they've goofed up. I had to use the teacher, uh, all right, if you can hear me clap once, oh, if you can hear me clap twice. Yep, I hate that still, because it's, like, it works the first couple times, and then it just becomes like, if you can, if you can fucking hear me clap once, god damn it. Like, well, see, I always, uh, uh, like, it's always hear me clap once, hear me clap twice, and it's like, if you hear me say, blah, 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 blah. That's pretty good. And then that that gets their attention. But when you have to fast. do that eight, nine, ten times, then you stop enjoying it as well. It becomes That's a necessity fair. rather than a fun uh, classroom management tool. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta change it up after a while. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Griffin, how are you? I'm good. Um, I, Griffin Coldiron, a 25-year-old adult man, had to figure out how to use an electric trimmer for the first time uh, in my life a couple days ago. All right, tell me more about that, please. I had never used one before. I usually normally just use like a like a three four blade like safety razor to shave, and my my little chin scruff had been uh, was closing in on Billy Goat status. I could turn it into a point. Like mm. if I if I worked enough into it, my hand into it enough, it could I could make a, like a, a point. And I'm like, mm, this is too much. And That's so I had cute. bought this electric trimmer forever ago because I've been rocking this goatee recently. I normally don't, but it's like I've been enjoying it lately. And it was getting out of hand. I needed to do some management. And so I'm sitting there in the bathroom, like on the edge of the tub, with a trash can like between my legs, ready to catch all the trimmings. And I'm looking at this thing. I was like, what, what the fuck do I do with you? <laughs> yeah, there's this little switch. It's usually a line intersecting. Well, I know. I, <laughs> I knew how to turn the damn it. thing on. <laughs> the problem was the last time I tried to use one of these, it was A, really cheap. And so it like just kind of snagged and yeah. pulled at, my, at my, my chin stuff. And I also did something wrong, and I made everything way shorter than I meant it. Yeah, you need to get, like, the little spacer pieces thing. Yeah, I just did everything wrong to the point where I just shaved my entire face because it was so bad. Yeah. And so I just, I just, I grabbed, like, the biggest size of the, like, edge guards that I could find, mm -hmm. and I ran it through my face, and there was literally no change. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I eventually worked, worked the way down and, and have achieved a decent... Still a little shorter than I intended, but at least I'm even. At least I'm symmetrical, which is frankly boat. my greatest fear that I'm Two not symmetrical. Goats on a boat. Two goats what? on a boat. Have you not oh, seen what? this? What is two goats on a boat? Oh my god! You need to look this up. It's a it's it's Jimmy Fallon and Lin Manuel Miranda on a boat singing about how they both have goatees and they're on a boat. <laughs> they're on a kayak and they're like under a bridge hitting notes. Two goats on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. No, it's hilarious. You need to check it out because you'll oh, love it because it's Lynn and Lynn. Everything he does is magic. It's true. Anyway, on to on to our creatures for the week. Let's actually do our, sh our do our show. Audience, so this is oh sorry this is just where Griffin and I catch up. You know, uh, and yeah. you guys just come along for the ride sometimes. It's our it's our cold open. It's nice. I like to think that if you're listening to us, that you actually enjoy us. Yeah, that like it's like, ooh, these are two slightly interesting dudes. So there's more to be interested about, I suppose. Put it on my, my um, tombstone, Zach. He was slightly interesting. Uh, so we have uh, another another thrilling episode ahead of you. I hope. I don't know yet. We haven't done it, but <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in our abilities. Ooh, what a statement! And our comedic chops. Uh, so let's just dive right in. The shop has been we've been we've been holding steady. The you know the books are fine. We we're growing every day as we uh, discover new rooms and new hallways and hire more staff and we're, we're getting there. We're we're starting to make a name for ourselves, I think. Yeah. And so with that, there are some uh, some classics that people just like you know you walk into your standard Earth pet shop. And you expect to see the same thing. Mm -hmm. Or you expect to see, like, birds. You expect to see fishes. You expect to see, I don't know, gerbils. A ferret? Perhaps a ferret. Uh, and there are certain things that when you walk into Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, TM, that you expect to see. And one of those things are basilisks. I think a lot of people's initial thought anymore when you uh, bring up basilisks is Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Big, gigantic snake. 
like big gigantic snake yeah and they have some similar properties but uh the depictions that we get in your owner's manual are very are different very different still still reptilian in nature but, and that's about um, the only aesthetic <laughs> similarity whereas snakes have no legs these basilisks have eight yes that's a lot of legs they probably don't need all those legs. That's but fair. I are. think they could live with with half as many legs. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of bluish, a little like kind of ruddy blue uh, skin color. And you know, I would assume that color can vary from from basilisk to basilisk, of course. Yeah, it's probably like a climate or like a biome sort yeah. of thing, a regional thing. Precisely. Um, big clawed feet, big meaty legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, big toothy smile, uh, and then like a lot of spines, just, just yeah. like a, all the way down its back and going down its very big tail. Just a bunch of spines, not really snake-like at all. The the way the tail flows into the rest of it, uh, you know, it, it it is cohesive. Like it's like yeah. one. Like it, uh, were the legs not there? That's it what I was gonna say. Like a weird larva snake. More <laughs> like if you get rid of the legs, it's. Be- I mean, if you get rid of anything's legs, isn't it basically a snake? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I c- we could argue that, <laughs> but I'll I'll move on from here. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck the rest of whatever we had planned for this episode. I want to spend the next fifty minutes debating the merits of if you take the legs off of a creature, the limbs off of any given creature, does it become a snake? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to debate this. Okay, we... one of my coworkers loves to debate uh, what is a sandwich, <laughs> and Fantastic. my favorite my favorite result of this conversation was that it was, um, you know, a substance like an edible substance in a uh, surrounded by an exterior shell. And so someone said, "Does that mean a crab is a sandwich?" <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I just wanted to share that moment. Anyway, basilisks. So, basilisks, they're, they're, they're uh, in the owner's manual, classified as size medium, mm-hmm. which, again, comparing to the Harry Potter-themed ba- mm-hmm. a basilisk, very different in size. That one's at least large, if not huge. Yes. And a basilisk is about you-sized, really. Yeah. And I'm sure that varies region to region as well. About the size of, perhaps, a, a Great Dane. Yeah. There's a big lizard with eight yeah. legs. With eight legs. Eight beautiful legs. And just some big old chompers. <laughs> Massive chompers. The the thing that the basilisks do share with their um, Harry Potter relatives, uh, which I, I think is also something that comes to mind when you think basilisks, is their gaze. It can turn people to stone. Yes. They have a petrifying gaze. And I, I'm, to be honest, I'm a little shaky on my Harry Potter lore, but... I think in that, if I recall, if it just looked at you, you turned to stone. You needed to make eye contact in Harry Potter. That's, That's why right. many a people like you know Hermione was trying to see it through through a mirror, the, the mirror. Yeah, but but these the, basilisks. Oh, no, that's, no, sorry, may, may I, I need to um, correct myself. So yes. it would kill you if it just looked at you, like like oh, I made eye contact that's right, with that's you. That's right. However, if you looked at it, you know, you know, uh, uh, Colin uh, Creevy or whatever his name is, looked through, through his camera, yeah. someone saw it through nearly headless Nick, her saw the through water. the mirror, so it just yeah. petrified them. Right. Well, these right. basilisks, they can choose, very, very specifically says that, they can choose to try to turn someone into stone. So just have, just by looking at you, they're fine. If they like you, they, just, they might do it as a funny prank. Uh, but otherwise, probably not. And it does make a note in here that they are, they can be domesticated. They're one of the creatures in the the, the verse that are more commonly domesticated. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it says here, such a trained basilisk knows how to avoid meeting the eyes of those its master wishes to protect. And it makes a uh, daunting guardian beast. Yeah. Ooh. I just, I just kind of skimmed down a little bit further. And this mm-hmm. is important if you're going to um, choose to sire a basilisk. Sire? That's not the right word. That means to like that you that you impregnated someone with a basilisk. Yeah, and that's not my, how biology works. No, <laughs> just going to show that Griffin likes big words and doesn't know how to use them. Uh, it does say here that's 
basilisks eat stone. So, With hey. the strong jaws, they're able to consume stone. So they can eat the people that they petrify. Nice. Well, it says that it returns to the organic form in the basilisk's gullet. So. Oh. So I don't know whether or not it's stone in general or just those that it's turned to stone. And then in the process of eating it, it reverts back to an organic, you know, eatable substance. I'm not sure which is more twisted. (laughs) Well, I mean, like. If it's just, you know, I could dig up some rocks from my yard and feed it to my basilisk, that's just economic, really. Yeah. But if it's the people that it's turned to stone, it's now eating them and reverting them back to organic substance, then it gets real, real dark real, real fast. Yeah, that's fair. But in, in basilisk ownership, it is it is hyper important that you try not to have your basilisk petrify anyone. Because that process is very difficult to reverse. I wouldn't say that it's impossible. Well, no. Uh, most uh, creatures that um, are petrified uh, cannot be freed um, unless uh, a greater restoration spell is cast upon them. Yeah, we're reaching the realm of magics and things like that. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's much in the way of uh, modern medical science. Well, that can... well, well, well. Not so far, fast there, Griffin. You see, the, the, the owner's manual here does say... That some alchemists are said to know how to process the basilisk gullet and the fluid contained within. Properly handled, the gullet produces an oil that can return petrified creatures to flesh and life. Unfortunately, for such a victim, any parts lost in stone form remain absent as the creature revives. Uh, So, like, if its arm breaks off while it's stone, that arm is still going to be gone. It'd be really impressive if that could just regrow an arm. Yeah... That'd be really cool. That that would become a much more valuable substance then. <laughs> yes, that's very fair. For much different reasons. Yeah, basilisks. I don't know if I personally would want to own one. I don't have much use for one in my, my day-to-day life. But uh, they do make ample protectors, guardians, mm-hmm. and the like. They're not snuggleable, I would say. I mean, you can snuggle one. I would say that it's snuggling desirability. The snuggle quotient. Aha. Uh, the SQ is pretty low. <laughs> I like it. Was it last episode I was really into making acronyms? Yeah, you you love like, the, those little like acronyms and, and making <laughs> little taglines for stuff. Well, I do I do manage most of a lot of the like uh research and uh the R&D side of things here, so mm-hmm. shorthand is it goes a long way. Yeah, most definitely. But yeah, as you were saying, sure they're, they're not the most cuddly of creatures, mm-hmm. but they are very, um, uh, well, as the owner's manual puts it, adaptable. You know, they thrive in most sorts of climates. You know, it can be, mm-hmm. you know, warm, tropical, but some also like to live in caves. It ranges. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if they, they would be classified as a cold-blooded uh, thing. So I don't, I don't know, know being how kind of cold you would want to have them. I yeah. don't, you know, if you live in, you know, say, Minnesota, for example, <laughs> probably not the best place for a basilisk, but... Maybe. You can have a nice urban basilisk. Yeah. So, like, I was thinking about, uh, I saw the trailer for Detective Pikachu. Yeah. And how you just have, like, random Pokemon, you know, uh, on city streets and whatnot. And I was trying to apply that thought to basilisks real quick. Can you imagine just, like, bumping into a basilisk in the middle of a city alley? Yikes. He's just cruising. About to go meet his bros. (laughs) Throw down that cardboard, do some breakdancing on the city streets. <laughs> a b-boy basilisk? B-boy basilisk! <laughs> it's pretty good. Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm imagining a basilisk with, like, you know, like, like saggy pants and, like, and like a, a bucket cap and, like, oh. and, and those glasses, you know, the ones that have, like, the lines on the, oh the lenses. <laughs> So so you're so take the costuming from um Party Rock Anthem. Yes. And, and a, put and it on a basilisk. Put it on a basilisk. Shiny eight legged leopard pants. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be extraordinary. That's a pretty good bit. Oh um, damn. Party Rock basilisk. basilisk. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and all the other ones, they have so many legs to do tricks with. Dude, so many they can do legs so to... many moves. <laughs> There's so many legs for dance moves. 
Oh, and dude. that tail that they could like he can like hop up on the tail and spin around like on Yo, his tail. Dude, imagine the footwork you can do when you have eight feet. God shit. Oh, there's so many different like combinations and, and, and patterns and rotations you can do. Dude, like the front set of four can like be doing like the two step while the other four are like running manning. Like shit. <laughs> Really is a new, a brave new world for dance, <laughs> vis-a-vis basilisks. Shit, bro, I'm pumped about this now. That's pretty good. Um, all right, so we need to start training now our star basilisk and get them on so you think you can dance, but they have to wear like sunglasses the entire time. <laughs> oh man, I want to see. I don't know who's been on I Think You Can Dance, so I can't, like... I, at, at risk of repeating the Jabberwockies. one... That's uh, America's the, Next uh, Best Dance, dance crew, crew, or whatever. Damn. Nice try. How do I know more about reality dance TV shows than you do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Idris Elba dancing with a basilisk. That'd be great. Especially... It's gotta be to that McElroy song, Dance Off, that Idris Elba's in. Oh, sure, yeah. Just, you're the, I challenge you to a dance oh, Jesus. And then they just, um, like, Or, or the coincidence. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That'd be good. I want to see... I want to I want to start... Um, I think we should tap Beatrice the Basilisk. Beatrice for, the B-Boy Basilisk? Yeah. To be to be our our star dancer. Oh, most, uh, yeah. And we can we can I'll 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 contact Idris after we're wrapped up. Yeah, feature uh, well, dancer, dance captain, maybe choreographer. I mean, yeah. it's very possible. I mean, eight legs—they know they gotta gotta know what to do with them somehow, exactly. right? Uh, and we can I can I can hit up Idris and we can get that plan in the works. That sounds fantastic. We can continue to diversify our brand. <laughs> yeah, we wear a lot of hats over here. Ah. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! So basilisks. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're we've milked basilisks. Yeah, absolutely. For so you know, j- just the quick wrap up then. You know, uh, yeah. pretty you know not hard to manage size creature. A lot of yeah. legs to manage, obviously. Lot of- <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, that's gonna be your biggest problem. Hey, the the gaze can be disconcerting. I know, but it can be managed the, though. It can be managed. Uh, you know, especially you know the younger you get it, the the more time you have, mm-hmm. the the more it's going to learn to avoid that gaze from you. Yeah. So, and we do have basilisk eggs as well. Yes. So you can always take that route of, you know, raising them from birth, if that's your prerogative. Yes, but we do have a bunch of loving basilisks that that mm-hmm. still need homes. So please consider that as well. Um moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Ad break. No. Uh, one of these days we'll have chances for a legitimate ad break, whether it's um, one we do ourselves or, God forbid, people actually decide to pay us money uh, to so, sponsor their products on our show. Uh, which we're uh, looking for sponsors, if you're interested. Uh, I mean, we're always looking for sponsors. Yes, absolutely. We'll talk about literally anything. We okay, have, maybe not literally anything, but we have no standards to how we should be treated. <laughs> Just give us some money. <laughs> All righty, moving on to our next friend. Which, um, see, this is a it, it's slightly reminiscent of some other creatures that we did a while back. You know, uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking about our the the whole uh, you know score of elementals back on episode one. I think, I think that was episode one. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, more specifically, those four basic elements, tools, yes. you know, all that good elements, stuff. Tools. Elements, tools, elements, tools. But today we'll be talking about a water weird. Water weirds. A water weird. And it sounds a little weird, but hey, what are you going to do? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a joke, and... And then that shit's what I came up with, so I'm really glad are. that you came up with something, because now I can spend the next 60 seconds lambasting you for it. <laughs> lambasting? There you go. Like I said, I like big words and typically don't know how to use them, but I think I got that one right. All right. So to um, describe a water weird, I mean, it yeah. it looks like sort of a serpentine of water. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best way to describe it. It's um, like a, it's not, it's, I mean, 
similar to water elementals, it is made of water. Yes. Um, as the elemental part of it would suggest. It is an elemental. I guess we should mention that. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's like, it says that it's invisible when it's fully submerged. Mm-hmm. That's just because it is water. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it suddenly cloaks itself when it's underground, when it's submerged. Now it does, as it comes out of the water, sort of take on, like, it's not so much like it's just a bunch of water that's animating itself. It does sort of take on a bit of a, what looks like a more solidified form. Yeah. And it has, like, ridges to it that Mm -hmm. sort of, like, go down its back. It has a couple tendrils. And this one looks like it has a mouth. Yes. A big old watery mouth. A, a, A soggy gob. Now, now, water weirds are described as sort of an elemental guardian of sorts um, that are usually um, uh, about, uh, tied to a specific sort of water, bull body of water. So, mm-hmm. like a, a certain lake or pond or whatever else, um, they are sort of bound to it. Yeah. Um, and so when they, they feel as though their their domain has been threatened, they will rise to defend it. Yeah, probably commonly used by, like, magic people to, it's like, mm, uh, I'm a wizard who lives in a big fancy tower, and I've got this hot tub that I don't want my dumb apprentice dipping his toesies into, because he never washes his feet. So, water weird. Would you want to get into a hot tub with a water weird, though? Hmm. You raise a fair point. Let's move, let's move on as I ponder this. <laughs> I feel like there wouldn't be much space for you. They are a large <laughs> elemental, you know? It, it is a very big hot tub. I would feel weird being inside an elemental, you know? You're not inside it. It's its own thing. But you're also in it, you know? Hmm. I'll have to consider this further. I feel like the FDA would be a little mad at us, you know? <laughs> the multiversal FDA. The yeah. MFDA. <laughs> There are MVFDA. Sure, I mean multiversal is one word. Oh yeah, whatever. If it's not, our branding's fucked. Now, um, something I find is really interesting about water weirds, yeah. um, is that they sort of well, depending you know, as, as elementals do, they don't really have a uh, concept of you know like what's you know good, what's evil. Um, mm, they're typically but, pretty neutral. Yes, but depending on the water source they're in, it's sort of condition. If it's been like. Oh befouled or cursed or something they too sort of take on that characteristic of their sort of domain that's very cool yeah so like a a natural spring in the mountains untouched by people Mm -hmm. and just sunlight shining down and surrounded by wild animals and great trees and fruit bearing bushes surrounding it that's probably going to create a pretty good water weird Oh, most definitely. But then, like, a public pool where you have well, no, rotten well, kids. A, a stanky, a stanky <laughs> public pool. You have children pissing in it all the time. You have people jumping into it, disrupting that beautiful surface tension. Oh, most definitely. Totally rude. Yeah. Probably going to make, maybe not an evil elemental, but definitely a very grumpy water weird a water grump if you will yeah his alignment's neutral grumpy (laughs) neutral grumpy (laughs) chaotic grump all right so griffin i'm gonna highlight a little bit of national lampoonery for you here okay go on okay so you say you know you live right outside well like right next to like a fraternity okay Mm, you've got a nice pool yeah you treat it well you check that ph every day Sometimes it's twice a day. But those fucking frat boys, they sneak mm. in when you're not home. They swim in the pool. They leave God. their red solo cups and their beer bongs laying around your yard. What are you going to do? Get yourself a water weird? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Give it domain over your pool, okay? Your nice pool. You take care of this pool. My it is pristine. Pool. Pristine. That water weird you know, is going to take care of your pool. And mm. so, next time that, you know, Thad and the boys from Ugh. Gamma Omega Gamma come hop in that fence Ugh. to toga it up at your pool. Not my pool. While you're, you know, breaking a sweat down at the Y, your water weird's going to fucking take care of business. And, yeah, and, it's gonna, 
enter, you know, like a little montage of all of them freaking out as this water weird <laughs> picks up its towels and, and is, you know, doing the little twisty, like, yeah. rip thing. And it's like, get out of here. Sad. And they're all like, ah, oh, man. And, and then, then one of them tries to jump the fence and his boxers get caught and everyone sees his butt. Oh, everyone sees his wang. <laughs> That'll get us a rated R rating. R- rated R rating. That was the most redundant of sentences. Fucking sad. How was that lampoonery and for you boys. there, Griffin? That was pretty good lampoonery. You had me there. Yeah. God damn it, We achieved it. Fucking sad. Fuck that. boys. Fuck, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Fuck that. <laughs> Very good. Hey, if oh. your name's Thad out there, I'm sure you're a lovely guy. <laughs> it's just Thad from Gamma Omega Gamma. Yeah, that guy, that Thad can go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> I think that's broad enough that we're in the clear. <laughs> I think so. God, what are we even... Do you have moments, Zach, when we're recording the show where you're just like, what are we doing? Never. Okay, me either. Any I just wanted to make sure. I can spend with you, my best friend. Aw, buddy. Is a moment I cherish. <laughs> I'll see you again one day. So water weirds. The water weirds. They're beautiful creatures. They're beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. So a water weird. It doesn't require right. air, food, drink, or sleep. Which is handy. Because that means it won't drink your pool. It's just gonna hang around in your pool. Yeah. Make sure no one gets in. It'd be a baller lifeguard if you ever had like a, a party. Uh like a Yo, big pool party. I wanna see a lifeguard like sitting in the chair. With, like, the umbrella on top, and, like, the bucket hat, and, yeah. like, some sunglasses, and, like, a whistle. Sure. And then also, like, it, it its little water nose has, like, a little, like, uh, suntan a suntan lotion on its nose. Yeah. You would have to have, you would have to have, like, a small pool up on the, the big tall chair. Yeah. For it to chill in. And it just apparates out of. Well, that, or its lifeguard stand is just, like, the little, like, plastic water slide. That like water trickles oh, down, brilliant. Yeah, so it's yeah, able yeah. to just kind of hang up, and so it sits there. But you know, lifeguards, lifeguards, oh, at all times need to look like they hate them their job. Yes. So it, it's like sort of like you know, like sitting back, like arms crossed, like whistle, like kind of hanging out of its mouth. Mm-hmm. Anytime, brow like, furrowed. Any yeah, brow furrowed. Anytime <laughs> a kid gets slightly out of line, that whistle real quick just <laughs> bleep, and, and you just point at the kid and like yeah. shake your head. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I did when I was a lifeguard. <laughs> was you give a tweet, you just point the kid, and then you just go, nope. And they get the picture. But then occ- nice. occasionally, I would have to break out what my friend Doris from the Czech Republic would re- uh, uh, refer to as my Batman voice. <laughs> I know this voice. When I would just yell, hey! <laughs> and the kids would be like, what? Oh, oh God. What a but weird if you had a I water lived. weird. Yeah. Then you wouldn't need to have an angry Zach Rob yell at you. Instead, no. you would just have a water weird come down and choke slam you into the water <laughs> if you were getting out of line. Yeah, it would like you know like suck the kid into it and lift it out of the water. So like as an example, it's like, hey, this is what happens when you get out of line in my pool. The water weird's gonna start murking kids to make examples <laughs> for the other kids. This is a really bad pool. <laughs> It's like, hey, Marsha, stop drowning the children. But it's fun. But it's what I do. It's, like, <laughs> it's what I do. I'm Marsha the Drowner. It's what I do. <laughs> Marsha the Drowner. Oh, man. It's in my name, Teach. <laughs> Come on, Zach. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> Like, How do you well, know you, my name, You small are child? right, Marsha. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a pool that needs safekeeping, buy a water weird is what we're saying. That's the point, yes. A pool, you know, your own like little private pond, like anything like yeah. that. Get a water Koi pond. Yeah. Precisely. Damn. That was a wild ride, you and I. Went on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Um, I am very excited to lead us into our next bit. Ooh. We have another write-in. Yes. We have another write-in letter um, asking us for some, some advice 
on what sort of creature pet to acquire. Um, let me just let me just read the uh, read the letter. Dear Zach and Griffin, I live in a house in which no animals are allowed, but my children would like a pet. I would like something easily hidden from the landlord, but big enough to be easily cuddleable. Uh, what kind of creatures would you recommend? We have a sizable yard without a fence and a garage. If uh, need a more outdoor space, need more outdoor space to let the creature roam. Unicorns and rainbows. Mom in the Midwest. Fantastic. Thanks, th- thanks, mom, mom, mom in the Midwest for um yeah, writing in. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, so this uh, leads into um uh, this segment um that I- I've been very excited to uh, to I- introduce to announce. Uh, you Maybe see, I the- think with with this circumstance is perfect to begin our first uh segment of Clash of the Creatures. Creatures! 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 Cool. I think we did it. That felt very natural. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, Clash of the Creatures. So yeah, what we've done is uh, Zach and I have both picked uh, our creature to champion that we believe is the most appropriate to fit Mom in the Midwest's situation. I have... Let's go ahead and announce our creatures, I think, so, so we people know in advance what we're, what we're going to be... Yeah, most uh, definitely. Go ahead. ...hyping up here. Um, I have chosen to put forth a coattle. A coattle. Yes. And I have chose, uh, uh, chosen to uh, uh, champion a uh, homunculus. Ooh. Yes. A homunculus. All right. Let me give you the breakdown as far as coattles are concerned. Coattles are similar to our Deva friends that we mentioned uh, an episode prior. They are celestials. They are lawful good. Perfect for a home with kids. Uh, they are uh, some critters that we have made, uh, we have on retainer for situations like this to uh, be companions, household companions for homes. They are sort of resemble a flying serpent. They've got... You know, the long snake body, but with two big, beautiful feathered wings. Their coloration is just gorgeous. Uh, a mix of oranges and yellows and greens, kind of turquoisey. They're like, almost like serpentine, a little bit dragonish. They're very cool. Well, if I may, Griffin, I believe their name is actually um, derived uh, from, I believe, the Aztecs? Um, the, the winged serpent god Quetzalcoatl? I don't know for sure. I'm not super well read on that stuff, but if we're wrong, someone will correct us, I'm sure. Or, uh, yeah, if you just want to talk about it, let us know. Continue, sorry. Also that. But, uh, are awesome. They, they will fulfill the requirements of being easily hidden from the landlord, because they can fly, for one. They can just like, oh, landlord's coming. <laughs> and just kind of take to the skies or out of sight for a bit. And they're smart enough to be able to come back because they, uh, they know their family and know, the, know who to look out for. They also, should you um, uh, ever run across a, uh, a psychic landlord, they have a shielded mind, which means they are uh, immune to scrying effects and anything that would uh, detect its location. So you've got that added bonus as well. But I think the one of the biggest proponents for coattles is they can be any creature you want. They can polymorph. They can polymorph into just a dog or a bird or a gerbil or any any sort of or just any sort of critter you want. So there's your cuddle ability. There's the hide ability. Safe with kids, very safe with kids. They are lawful good. They would not harm a hair on your child's head. And if, even if they did by accident, I'm sure they'd feel terrible about it afterwards. Yeah. They speak all languages and are telepathic. They also know a lot of really cool, very helpful magics. Restorations for if you're feeling sick, if you get the flu. Dream, if you're having a bad night, they can just give you a good dream. Scrying for when you lose your keys. Like, so much useful stuff. Quaddles are the perfect pet for this situation. That's you. Top that, Zach Rob. All right. I'm going to get at me. Well, I, Come I was, on. I was following along with Bring you. It. So I, I, I'm... Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. So my, adi- my, uh, recommendation is yes. a little, it is interesting because this is not a creature that is born. It is, in itself, a construct. So it is something that you, 
as its owner create. So we we here do not have scores of homunculi, um, but mm-hmm. the um, the the, the know how and the materials to help you sort of create your own. It's like going to Pottery Barn, but <laughs> making your own little dude. It's a it's a build a bear. Kind of, yes. <laughs> Now you see when I when I first heard the word homunculus before you know getting you know super into you know the owner's manual what's going on in there I immediately first thought of um, homunculus from the the very very good anime and manga Full Metal Alchemist where they are synthetic humanoids. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, similar in that like I said it is something that you make it is a construct artificial mm-hmm. if you will. But living. A homunculus is made by uh, shaping a mixture of clay, ash, mandrake root, uh, mandrake root, and this is the the darker side, a little bit of the 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 person's blood that is sort of bonding with the with the creature. Mm. And but that that'll come into play, and you'll understand why. It's not like you have to like open a vein, like a, a vein, and like gush a bunch. Sure, sure. Please try to argue your way out of this hole, okay. Doug. Because the the homunculus <laughs> is, um, it's an extension of its creator. Um, the two have a shared mind, so they um, the homunculus knows everything that its owner do- ha- does. So all of its knowledge, all of its memories, all of its thoughts, you share mm-hmm. share a sort of psychic bridge because mm. of the blood you used in the making of it. It ties mm. it to you, okay, and so you have a telepathic bond. So you can speak it, uh, with it as long as you're on the same plane of existence, really. You can communicate with it. So you're at work. You're like, oh, did I turn off the stove? You're like, hey, Herbert, turn off the stove for me, buddy. <laughs> and it's like, hey, got it. And because, you know, say if uh, you know, uh, mom from the Midwest, what, what, what was it? Mom from, mom from the Midwest. Mom from the Midwest, if, you know, say you made, you, you are the Mom one that... Mom in the Midwest, sorry. Mom in the Midwest, if you're the one that creates this homunculus, it's tied to you. It has your memories. Therefore, it's going to be affectionate to everyone you're affectionate towards. So that would be your kids, your your spouse, whoever else. You know, any friends that are visiting, they're there. Now, they're not as conventionally adorable as a koala, <laughs> where koala looks very sort of beautiful with its colors and its, you know, very feathered wings. How would you describe a homunculus looks there, Griffin? I would say like a, a weird, like monkey bat. Like a monkey bat made of either leather or stone. I frankly can't tell. Well, I mean, it's made of clay, so that would make sense. Yeah. It's got that sort of just, like, stone coloration to it. Yeah. It, it's got a very sort of, like, brown and gray and, and sort of white coloration slate gray yeah it looks i for one think they're adorable (laughs) i will say this it does also say that they are squirrel sized yes they're 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 very small but they are winged so they can uh, the same argument you gave there mr griffin for getting out of the house you just need to think hey herbert the landlord's coming around get out of there like especially if you have like that sneaky landlord who like knows that you're off at work and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go do a It's like, hey, hey, uh, hey, mom in the Midwest, I'm going to go do a walkthrough of your house just to make sure everything's in order. And then you're, uh, like, yeah, okay, you're like, oh, sure. shit, Herbert, get out of there. <laughs> and Herbert's like, I'm on it. And just, you know, fl- flutters off for a little bit. Or Herbert could just hide in the cupboard. Yeah. Now. Why am I arguing for you? I shouldn't do that. Yeah. Homunculi are immune to poison. So. I mean, whatever that's worth. So they can't get into the bleach underneath the sink and exactly. poison themselves. They're um, uh, uh, immune to being charmed so that uh, anyone outside your family cannot maybe try to coerce your, your creature into harming you mm. yeah, or your family. It has dark vision. It understands the language of its creators, but it can't speak. It can kind of think to you, but I don't think it's... I don't know if you okay. can think back. You can talk to it. And it can sort of empathetically look back at you and be it like, "It says the two can friend. communicate telepathically." Yeah, so you can talk with it. It can't talk with your, you know, your, your family, but it can talk with you, and it will understand what your your family is saying to it. Uh, I think they're really cool, really cute, and I think they'd be a great addition to your to your little family. You mentioned in your letter that you have like a garage that you could dedicate to your creature. Maybe you make it like you know, like how you you'd make like a cat, like a little 
habitat with you know little climbing platforms. Oh, sure. Make it a little like course of like levels yeah. and stuff. And the I, like I, tubes I, that go around the like border of the roof and well, things like yeah. That, I mean that, that's more like hamsters, but like I mean they're like, squirrel sized. They can fit in there. Squirrels aren't that big, my dude. I mean, I know, but like hamster with the, with the wings, though, might be a little difficult. They can like fold them up, I'm sure. Make, make it something, and that'd be, <laughs> and that'd be great. Um, but yeah, homunculi, and, and you have that satisfaction knowing that this homunculi is a part of you. You know, like mm. it's not something that you have to bring in and sort of like try to get it to get used to your family because it, it it is part of you you know i will say having a coaddle is much more like having a, a flying snake nanny yes whereas having a homunculi it's like having i mean it, it's an artificial familiar is pretty much what yeah. it is it, it in the more forgotten realms sort of vernacular sure. but yeah coaddles i'm gonna bust this argument wide open with this one simple fact Quaddles have the magical ability to create food. <laughs> how much food can they create? Do you know how much money you will save on groceries? <laughs> well, how <laughs> mu- can it make the amount of food to feed an entire family? Hang on, let me go to the source material. Since we're since we're having this argument and I want to win, I'm going to go to the source material on this. Create food and water. <laughs> 45 pounds of food a day yeah actually they can do that three times a day yeah okay but you do you know how like the incentive you're gonna have to like give that coaddle though like you need to treat that thing like a fucking king i mean yeah you have to treat Uh, that thing like a freaking king though i will say the food is bland but nourishing Mm. Mm, see maybe not so strong of an argument as i once thought hey like in the in the worst of times though that'll come yeah. in fucking handy though yeah but i i, I don't know because i really like my coaddles but i do the the empathetic part of me is really being sold on homunculi because coaddles are very useful for mm-hmm. sure and they're very family friendly and but I'm I'm you very much sold me on the you created it's kind of bonded to you instinctually versus the coaddle which is just like having a, a divine nanny. Yeah, uh, as doing a little more reading also. Um everything that the that that your homunculus senses is known to the person tied to it as well ah. so anything it's it hears and what like you know about it so like that's kind of cool almost like a like a very long distance extension of your own senses in a way hmm. which is nice you know like think of that again going back to that forgotten realms uh vernacular but like hmm. were you to cast find familiar and you have yes. to spend that time to blind, you know, like, if you want to look through your familiar's eyes, you have to, like, blind yourself for a bit. With a right. homunculus, don't have that problem. Now, I may uh, only know so much about homunculus because I've been researching them for another purpose that uh, yeah. <laughs> th- those that listen on another path might find out about next week. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Um, and, and when I say next week, I actually mean next week from the time that this episode goes out. Yeah. So timelines not not always not always weird. super messed up. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, f- listeners, shoppers, uh you tell us what you think would be better in this instance. We'll probably throw up a Twitter poll when this episode goes live. Mm-hmm. Coaddles or homunculi for mom in the Midwest and her her family. Her, her family needs, yes. Yes. If you want to love and support your favorite member of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, you clearly vote for whatever you want, because Zach and I are both equals. There we are. I was going to be really Didn't see that one now coming, did you, I did bitch? not. That <laughs> amazing. Um, as you can see, we, we love getting these, these letters oh. from you, these responses. So please, 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 please uh, send us in something. It doesn't have to have your name. You know, Mom in the Midwest uh, is a you know, shiny example of that. Uh, Curious mm-hmm. Arthropod Lover, also a very good yeah. example of that. Um, yeah, feel free to just hit us up on Twitter, DM us, message us, whatever, whatever works. And uh, we will we will happily discuss any 
any needs you have, any if you, even if you want to just to, us to talk about a specific creature, we can do that. Absolutely, we're here for you, mm-hmm. dear shoppers. We're for loyal the customers. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to instigate like a like a like a rewards card kind of thing. I think like a stamp like, card, maybe kind of like, like a stamp like card. Like a Smoothie King. <laughs> yeah, like Smoothie King. I miss Smoothie King. Smoothie King is a good place. <laughs> so yeah, Griffin, that's that's four creatures, four wonderful explanations. Mm. Uh, I think it's about time, right? I think that's it. Uh, time for dance. But up, but up, but up, but up, but up. Oh God, I love you so much. I have no idea what I'm doing ever. That's but yeah, fine. that's gonna that's gonna wrap us up here. Like we just said, feel free to DM us any questions, any ideas you have for creatures you want us to talk about. Even if you want us to hit up like a specific, uh, like we talked about Harry Potter today. I'm sure we could do an entire episode. We could of do Harry a Potter series creatures? of episodes about Harry Potter creatures. I mean, they're making a new series of movies based on yeah beasts and yeah, their dude, fantasticalness dude. and where they go. One of the ones from the new one, I'm in love with. Those things are great. I'd love to. I haven't seen them yet. So. Oh, it's really great. You should check it out. But yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think it's about all for us um, for this it. here episode. So uh, I'm Zach. Yeah. I'm Griffin. And just remember, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. We'll catch y'all later. Okay, bye. A musical outro, a dancing and dancing and doing a two-step with my eight legs because I'm a basilisk surprise. Whoa, is that Beatrice? Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Patch Up. If you want to support the show, please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our show just so we know how much you love us. Also, follow us on Twitter at PetShopCast. Check out our website at PetShopCast.com. Also, check out Another Path at AnotherPathPod on Twitter or AnotherPathPodcast.com. They can find links to both Patreon and our merch store. Lastly, if you want to check me out on Twitter, that is at that guy Zach Rob and Griffin at Griff Cold. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.